We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So I said the elephant in the room. We spent the start of the show just kind of deep breath after what was a great uh, NFL weekend, not college weekend, NFL weekend. Mm -hmm. But it didn't feature the Detroit Lions, as we're well aware. No playoff game this weekend. And Sony, I don't think Lions fans wanted to hear this, but Adam Schefter dropped a report Saturday before the games kicked off, and it included phrases as the worst officiated game of the year and execs and insiders who said the Lions should be livid. We're talking, of course, about the Rams-Seahawks yes. game. What was your reaction to it? Again, here are some of the quotes. Worst officiated game of the year. A real groundswell of unhappiness with officiating that is much deeper than I've seen in years. Quote, the Lions should be livid. It's an awful way for them to end their season. Well, yeah, it sucks that they were obviously, you know, they got the bad end of the the deal because we, you know, the Lions needed the Rams to win the football game. And we were here live on the air doing our pregame show. When that roughing the kicker penalty was called, and it was, we said it at the time, one of the worst roughing the kicker penalties you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And it definitely had a huge effect on the game and obviously on the Lions' playoff hopes that were extinguished because the poor officiating helped the Seattle Seahawks win that football game. Now, what we don't know is if the mindset of the Lions would have been any different if they knew they had to win to get in. You never know. Some people say it wouldn't have made any difference. The game would have gone. But you never know with the human mind how that would affect. I have no idea if that would have affected any play calling or anything like that. Uh, Yeah, we should be pissed. But please, spare me. They only did it because they hate Detroit. Yes, I don't believe that. I think refs make mistakes. Some of them are incompetent, bad at their jobs. I don't think it's an agenda thing. I think they just made bad calls. But, Stoney, if that game would have been officiated correctly. And let's say it actually made a difference in the result. Mm -hmm. The Lions would have been in the playoffs this weekend. They would have faced the Niners, and I think they would have lost the game. Right. If the Lions had controlled their own destiny by winning any number of games, the Seattle game head-to-head, the Minnesota game with a double-digit fourth-quarter lead, the Carolina game at the end of the season, if the Lions had won any of those games, the officiating would not have mattered between that. And, again, we don't know, but... One more win, and the Lions wouldn't have been the seven seed. They would have been the six seed. They would have faced the Vikings, and I'd be coming in today with you talking about a playoff win for the Lions. Probably. So, so I think it's on them much more than it is sour grapes and missed yes. calls. And they were missed calls, but I, I just yes. can't get no. upset about it. I no. can't. They had their chances. Right, and a, a ticket texter says the exact same thing, Jim, except for the officiating. 
says, if the Lions had won just one more game, they'd have been 10-7 and seven and the sixth seed. I truly believe they'd have beaten the Vikings. We'd be talking about their first playoff victory in 31 years. And something else on the uh, Vikings game and the Lions. The Vikings trading for Hawkinson ruined their offense. Cousins has laser eyes for dropping the ball down to TJ, and he ignores Justin Jefferson. That was proven when he ended the season throwing a three-hard pass to TJ on fourth and eight. I haven't uh, followed it that closely to say whether it's hurt there because he's had a few really good games. But Jefferson definitely tailed off a little bit towards the end. Yeah, but I I, I was – I'm not going to say that. But I I was looking at this because I was looking at props going into the game, and I bet Hawkinson anytime touchdown score because his – Targets had been soaring, and I thought, boy, is he getting the same amount of love as Jefferson? And the answer was no. Jefferson's targets at the end of the season, uh, he got five against the Bears and five against the Packers. But before that, 16, 16, 15, 11, 11. These are all with Hawkinson on the team. He was still getting thrown the ball quite a bit. I just I don't want to say that adding a weapon hurt Minnesota. I think the fact that Minnesota played with fire all season hurt them. Yeah, well, their defense hurt them. Yeah, their defense was the worst defense of any playoff team, yards and points allowed this season. That's how it's supposed to end. When you bring in the worst defense in the playoffs, that's how your season's supposed to end. You're going to be trailing late. You're going to be in a tough spot. It's not going to be easy. Right, and the Giants, with with all due respect to Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and and their receivers, they're not a great receiving core, and those guys were wide open. In fact, they should have had another touchdown, but their tight end, uh, the touchdown got called back because he moved just a little early. They had two men in motion, so they had to settle for a field goal in the in the first half of that football game. Yeah, I was, the officiating thing, it just sucks because the league has a problem. It has not been a well-officiated sport the last few years, but particularly this year. It seems to have been worse. Now, you don't have – the ridiculous blatant call that we had in the New Orleans Rams game from a few years ago. Now, they've tried to fix it with almost like the eye in the sky because there are a lot of times where they would reverse calls before anybody could even challenge a review because somebody upstairs says, look, well, that wasn't a catch. This was, you know, and that's good. I, I have a solution, but I don't think people would be happy with it. And I could throw that to people coming up next, okay. people who are fired up and fed up with officiating. I think there's a way to make it better, but I don't know if everybody's going to love what the baggage that it comes with. Your thoughts on the controversy the NFL is uh, facing following the playoff shaping Rams-Seahawks game. Adam Schefter's report right ahead of the games was the icing on the Lions cake. Like, hey, you're not playing today, and did you forget? Six days ago, there were some bad calls that may have impacted that. If you have a reaction, great. The question was, how would the Lions have done this weekend? 248-539-9797. 248-539-9797. Jim Costa in with Stoney this morning. Good morning. Let's go to Nathan. Nathan, you're on 97.1. Morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I'm not a Lions fan, so first and foremost, I think that's important to know, but I do think that that game obviously was officiated awfully. Um, but I was talking to some friends over the weekend, and over the last couple of weeks, I mean, I've really started to notice it, that the NFL is just overly officiated. I mean, more than anything, it's like, on every scoring play, like, everyone pauses to see, like, is there a flag on the field, you know? And it's like, it, I don't know. I just feel like that, obviously, I think there's a, there's a penalty on every play uh, if you wanted to call the game to the rule of law, you know? But it's just weird that the referees nowadays seem like they need to get their face time. Um, they really just enjoy the spotlight. And I think that 
that that's really handicapping the sport quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's just to me, it just seems like the game is just horribly officiated, overly officiated, and it's just it's really hurt the product. It, it, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> If there's more penalties, it just seems they are more untimely penalties. But there's certain stuff that they seem to let go a lot. Like, you know, there was a play, uh, it's like a, the offensive lineman looks like they false start a lot and they don't call it a lot. I mean, delay of the game, they really wait that extra beat. Pass interference, If you can, unless the guy doesn't turn his head around, they're not calling it. You're right. it's blatant. So, Stoney, one of my thoughts, if you want – better outcomes. I think you allow penalties to be challenged, which I don't think people would like, but I would allow penalties to be challenged, reviewable, and I would change the way we review things because I think we take too long to make these decisions. Sometimes a review can last two, three minutes. Mm -hmm. I'd put a shot clock type of deal on it and go, you got a chance to look at every angle twice in 30 seconds, make a decision. And I wouldn't care what the call on the field was. Because right now it's it's indisputable. I go, no, I don't care what official saw out of the corner of his eye, and now I'm beholden to that. I would say, if this has been reviewed, it's a big play. If it's been challenged, a coaching staff has determined it's a big enough play. 30 seconds, look at every angle. What's 51% of the call? Make that call. See, I don't mind that it has to be undisputable evidence. But why are we beholden to a bad ref who but- made a decision Without but, but, all the all the angles, but if it's but that's where it becomes disputable. Yeah. If it's undisputable, where you really can't tell, you th- a little bit. I let that because I do like the human element. But involved. we've already initiated the review, so the human element's out of it. Just get the call as right as possible, and if it's sixty forty, uh, his knee was out, then you then you make that call. And I don't yeah. care that indisputable, indisputable is one human being fifteen yards away right. thinks he saw something. I've got. 17 cameras, right. light bulbs flashing, pylon cam inside the the everything. Why don't I use that as the default? Why am I beholden yeah. to the officials what he thought he saw? Because, I think it would drive people crazy to do it my way, but I think right. we would minimize it, a lot of this. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be less bad calls, but it would, I know you want to say 30 seconds, but it would still take a longer time. And for the most part, on the ones that are really, really close, I can live with them. It's the ones that are just so blatant yeah. that you say, what, what do you look? And I think what we saw this weekend where they have somebody upstairs saying, no, don't even bother reviewing it. This is We reviewed it. Don't even bother. Yeah, that was the McDermott-Stefan Diggs catch this weekend yeah. where it was clear if you watched it, if you looked at just the feet, he got both feet in. But if you watched the full play, he yes. bobbled the ball and only got one foot in. Right, and they show the jumbotron in the stands and they don't see the ball. Right, and McDermott sees what's on the Jumbotron, and he's right. like, what the hell, we're not going to review this? Right. And the refs are like, already saw it three times. Right. There's nothing to review. Back in your box. Yeah. So, you know, in that sense, it's really it's really it good. Yeah. yeah. 97.1. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.